right, welcome back to another episode of Into the Combine. I am your host, Stan the Man. Jason. Shoddy. And uh, we're going to break it down real quick. that gem jason yeah that was cyborg octopus the song uh baptism of clay and uh break it down and i will uh talk for a second on that one all right breaking it down this week we have what we've been listening to uh we got two album reviews for you this week we're going to be diving six feet under with their newest (laughs) album torment and then we have another classic, uh, a classic band, Obituary, with the self-titled Obituary. So, um, yeah. And we also have uh, our, our listener and friend, August Furman, joining us again. Oh, I completely forgot about that. To hit, Yeah, to hit on Mastodon for a minute. Since we're not doing a full review, he's a big fan, so uh, we'll have him give his two cents. And then also we have an interview with Dylan Walker, the uh, vocalist from Full of Hell to talk about their new album coming out in May. Um, it's a badass interview. Uh, one of my favorites we've done, so stay tuned at the end for that. So I guess, uh, so can we get back to that breakdown now then? Yeah, so do, what, did you guys like it? Oh, I loved it. Um, I remember seeing this album art and remember wanting to, get, when did this album come out? Can you, do you know? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, 2000, whole... it was 2016, but I don't okay. know when exactly. I, okay. I I listened to it a while ago and I, I didn't really care about it and then, I listened to it again recently for whatever reason. I think because the vote or the guitarist is like, he's got some stuff online where he's got a lot of like funny kind of videos, metal videos and stuff. And um, so I, I went back and listened to him again. And dude, this album is is off the wall. Like, like ev- almost every song is different. Like it starts off the first song, and it's like the synthy nice intro, like something you'd hear on Hawken Shoddy or something like that. Uh-huh. And then, it, but then it goes into, you know, more of like a just a progressive metal kind of song. And then like the second song uh, goes into like a symphonic metal with like classic symphonic composition type stuff, like a little bit of Flesh God, a little bit of, I don't know, like Beethoven kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. So hold on, and, no, wait, are it, they it, fucking around or are they serious? Well, that's, I'm going to get to that because then, then you go to okay. the third song and it's legit like a hardcore song singing about like their friends and gang vocals and then you get into like the next one it might have been the one i just played and they have like some breakdowns they've got guest vocals from like a slam vocalist and uh they get one and there's like it's like uh funk jazz kind of stuff and they mix it all into this like progressive uh metal category you know it's like they're really uncategorizable like or however you would say that word 
so but yeah to answer your question like they are serious but it's if you're someone who like is super serious about your metal you might not like it but i don't know i'm not usually into like stuff like that but it's not necessarily like a joke kind of a band like it's all serious it's just each song you don't know what you're gonna get you know what i mean yeah no i get it i mean i definitely liked what i had you know heard there during the breakdown and i mean it's enough for me to want to listen to it i guess once through I mean, if they're just switching it up to switch it up, I have nothing. You know, I like that. I mean, all the styles they play is stuff that we kind of like, so it's cool to listen to. And it's at first, it's not my usually my thing. I almost, I mean, it's it's kind of a flaw of the album. Like I'd almost like it to be more cohesive, you know. But then again, it makes it really interesting. Like every time it gets done, I I've played it twice, like almost every time, because it's it's not long and it's so refreshing. And and you know what I mean? It's not like hitting over the head with the same thing for the whole album. It's like literally yeah, like no, hitting shuffle on your iPod, and and you know what I mean. Yeah, th- I feel like that's why I would like it a lot. Then I like the sitar. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was all right. Um, yeah, I would just have to give it a go. But yeah, I mean, the, it's cool to bring a sitar in. Right. Well, see, I yeah. guess that's what made me want to listen to more of it was because it had the sitar mixed with you know that traditional breakdown, and then it just kept breaking itself down a little bit more. But there was still music behind it, so. Exactly. That's why I, mean, I was like, I wanted more, but yeah, and that good, one makes it breakdown. sounds like it's all like that's probably one of the only breakdowns on the album, you know. So it's like you definitely uh, okay. don't know what you're gonna get. I just recommend everybody at least pit play in a few songs, see if you like it. But uh, yeah, Shoddy, what have you been listening to? Um, I won't steal the what the baby that me and Stan are sharing secretly, um, the dumpster good. baby. But uh, um, <laughs> the the newest one is uh. It's an album from Night Rage. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, and the album is The Venomous. Good shit. Okay, so Stan texted me immediately after I told him about it. And he said he hated the first song. I told him to keep listening. And then he said it grew on him. So obviously, yeah, you texted us saying, hey, check out this album. And immediately I listened to Night Rage for years now so i mean i don't know them that well but you know one of their cds i've been listening to stan pause real quick though just for anybody who doesn't know melodic death metal they originated in greece and then moved to the holy land of gothenburg sweden yes now you can continue sorry yeah uh, thomas Lindbergh used to be in the band so i listened to the cd that's where i got it because he was in the the band so for anybody who doesn't know so you know i was very uh interested when you said that by the way when you know I seen the album. I just somebody it said melodic death metal. I was like, cool, I'll try it out. I yeah. have no idea about the history though. So, but Sorry, yeah, that's again. I mean, no, that's I mean, it just caught my attention right away because it's a band I you know I know and like yeah, I want to check out their new shit. So I put it on and I honestly thought that first song was a joke. It seemed like way too soft, way too. I can, I, I feel know. how I just you didn't like think it. that. But I then it, it goes into number two which is just absolutely brutal and fast and uh, it got me hooked and yeah i love the fucking cd after that the first song's <laughs> all right now but like the rest of the cd yeah it's great i i really liked it too i only listened to the there's a few songs that were on um itunes so i didn't actually listen to the whole cd but it just reminds me of like old st- old school gothenburg you know in flames kind of uh when they were good you know if you're like want some old flames again i feel like you could you could check this out for sure yeah, no, I, I completely agree with, with everything. It's just, it's a real fun listen. That I guess, yeah, that's the thing is technically they're not doing anything that we haven't heard before. It's just refreshing to have, you know, that Gothenburg sound being released in 2017. But yeah, I just, if you're looking for a good melodic death metal, 
and you want to smile because of the fucking riffs and the little solo licks that they do, then put fucking the Venomous on. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let everybody hear what it is. Shadi, you said um, the song In Abhorrence? Uh, it, yep, In Abhorrence. Dude, yeah, yep. like those. There's so many solos and awesome leads in that. Yeah, it's like I said, it just it made me smile a lot when I was listening to it. Yeah, of, I did the yeah same thing here. Yeah, I just keep thinking of like in flames those like new album kind of leads and just those like you know what I mean like really up, like not upbeat but just kind of. Um, but, but yeah, but at the same time, it is I get it is upbeat. I mean, they're yeah. not trying to. Yeah, it's it's not it's. It's weird because we keep referencing it, but they're not ripping anything off. So No, they're taking a little bit of all of it, and they're kind of just doing their own thing for sure. Yep. Yeah. Cool stuff. What do you got for us, sir? All right. I got one band to talk about. I know, Shadi, you got a lot to say about this one, but talked about a couple weeks ago. The album finally dropped. Body Count and Bloodlust. Shit's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's so damn good. Yeah, so we played... It, it, what was the song we played the, on the last episode? No episode. Lives Matter. Yeah, yeah. I do. After we played that, I, I was had that on so many times. Yeah, and now it's like that song is like, uh, meh compared to the it's rest so of good, it. It's so good, though. Dude, it gets stuck oh, in know, all that's, day. That's what I mean, though. But I mean, like this whole fucking CD, like I am impressed, like beyond words, like how good the CD is. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, the lyrics aside, musically, it's just such a good fucking, like, hardcore punk mix of, like, music. Yeah, with the heavy thrash, yeah. heavy groove, like, it, it brings me down, like, parts sound like Slayer to anywhere from, like, Slayer to Pantera to, yeah. you know, or, yeah, like you said, hardcore punk, like, it's just, it's it's great. And Ice-T's the man, as always. Oh, fuck yeah. Always a big fan of him. Dude, I can't, like, the wife watches Law and & Order, and I can't anymore, because, like, <laughs> this album just came out, and she's watching him parade around the TV is fucking 
Lieutenant <laughs> Tutuola, like, get, get out of my face with that shit now. <laughs> Dude. Your first you song guys... is Civil War. Like, <laughs> oh, it's so good. You, you know, it's funny because we, you know, we're doing Six Feet Under today and I was listening to all the old Six Feet Under albums and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know where I'm going with this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The best song probably ever written by Six Feet Under. <laughs> one one bullet left with Ice T. Mm-hmm. Oh man, he just he's the man, dude. So I'm so like thinking about that though. That album came out when around like I bet you Body Count's first album, and then that's when he did that guest track on you know the Six Feet Under album. I don't think that that came before, did it? No, it would have definitely been after Body Count. Exactly, but like back in the day, we didn't know about body count. No, we just fucking random ass Ice T on a Six Feet Under album, and we're wondering what the hell's going on here. <laughs> right? But, yeah, we didn't know what yeah. was going on. We were just kind but, of yeah, like, "What yeah. is this?" <laughs> yeah, what is this? <laughs> Not a fucking game. <laughs> but uh, no, I thought I thought this was gonna be like another manslaughter where there's really good songs here and there, but as CD as a whole, you know. Not the greatest, but this, I just, I don't know. I loved it from start to finish. Like, I love the CD. I'm kind of with you because I Every never... Every day in the morning. No, same kind of thing. Like, they always have good songs, but there's never a band I'm going to put on a full album. But this one's the closest I could get to listening to a full album. Highlights on the album, Stanley, what did you like the most? Well, I mean, there's huge guest vocals on this. So you got Max Cavalera on, uh, I forget what song it is. Is it Walk With Me, um, I think? And, no, that's, no, that's uh, Randy. Randy. Oh, that's Okay. My bad. Randy Bly from Lamb of God. Yeah. Uh, Max Cavalera is on All 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 Love Love, is Lost. Yeah, All Love is, yep. But uh, highlights for me, this is why we ride just a catchy ass, (laughs) you know, anthem. I made it out the hood. I got a great life. But them bullets fly every motherfucking night. Another kid dies every motherfucking night. Another mother cries every motherfucking night. Ghetto's a deep trap. Made to never escape. A place to store the The raining blood cover was badass, and then I don't know. Walk with me is pretty badass with Randy. Mm-hmm. Ski mask way is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I really like the ski mask way. <laughs> it's honestly I really one like of those Civil War. What's yeah, then? I mean, it's honestly one of those. It's one of those CDs you can play anything. And it's just a really good track. So, and it's, it's different. Just, it's different and yeah. fresh to me. So that's I think I why I'm enjoying it so much too. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so. Going into my next one, I think you guys are both going to like this one. I don't know if you guys have ever listened to the band God uh, God Dethroned. No. I've heard of them, Okay, but well, I don't think I've listened to them. They've been around a while. They're from the Netherlands. 
and uh, mm-hmm. they, they've had a lot of lineup changes and stuff. So I, I don't know the whole history of the band too well. I just randomly hit clicked play today, and and they bumped out a different band I was gonna play. So I guess they're kind of described as like black and death metal, but they've got a, a heavy groove and melodic element to them that I kind of really picked up on, and and what kind of pulled me in. So let's hit play on uh, the song on the wrong side of the wire and you guys can uh, see what you think. All right, what'd you guys think of that? Uh, I like the music behind <laughs> How do you fuck it. Off? I just okay, so I like the music. I didn't really. I mean, I didn't like the singing as much. I guess I don't. I don't know. It's a little. It slow. was not bad. I mean, maybe I just got to listen to the CD. Just didn't like have anything that like hit like that groove. You know, wow. catchy part. That groovy catchy part didn't latch into you. No, not really. He just. I mean, yeah, it was the, good, the, but like. It's just the singing was a little meh, uh, so that's why I like was listening to that. I feel like a little too much. Disappointing. I thought you guys I'm would so- be into that. I'm sorry, man. I, well, that's the thing is, I don't know. I wouldn't listen. I'll listen to the. I'd listen to the album to see what else there was there. I'm not going to judge them on one song, but yeah, no, I know it's only a minute that, and a half. I mean, I could see. Yeah. I could see how you might not like the vocals. Someone, you know, I liked them actually quite a bit. But huh? it, the music is really what got me. And I think maybe if you have to listen to the whole song and hear those parts repeat and everything, you know, because it yeah. does. It has a repeated theme in it throughout it. And it just, it's something that like got, got stuck in my head. And like I said, I had another band. It was like a technical death metal band that you probably would like, Shoddy. But this, it just seemed more memorable and it just got in my head. And I was like, I, I got to play this one instead. But it's only text- one track that's out okay. so far. So there's a whole album that'll be out, but it's not out yet. So who knows how the rest uh, will be but that song i really like so i'm gonna keep an eye out on what they do next it's all like world war one themed i guess okay so wait this album is coming out this year possibly? i think so yeah is, yeah yes okay. metal blade yeah it's on metal blade I, and actually I was it was gonna mixed say, I've, it was mixed and uh, engineered i believe by dan swano so ah okay yeah so i was gonna, gonna say i've seen this somewhere uh, you know i that's why their name sounded familiar they were in headlines for something i don't know what it was maybe it was this album's coming out soon yeah and I just missed this song just launched shit. so it probably uh, just like that, yesterday or today that's probably what it was then but uh anything else from you guys listening to or no uh no no not really yeah all right well uh ready well here i got i got one more i got one more oh okay okay oh i the first see one didn't it. count that was my breakdown I see it. All right, this one I was going to play last week. It's the black metal one that I've been saving. Uh, but here's the thing. I don't usually bring a whole lot of black metal on because, I mean, I know you guys don't listen to it as much. 
and it's got to be it's got to be top tier for me to to throw it on the show. Do you know what I mean? And uh, and for me to really to even really like it, I, I you know I'm kind of picky with black metal. So the band that uh, I've been listening to now, it's for a couple months. I've just been jamming this, especially the singles they put out. They're called Nightbringer, not to be confused with Shawty's band Night Rage. This one is Nightbringer. Uh, Terra. It's Terra Demanta. Well, not, there you go. There you go. Like Shadi said, and uh, I don't. I guess I would explain it kind of. They're 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 an American black metal band, but they sound like I don't know. They don't sound American. It's not that American style of black metal, but the vocals are. They're not like something that's super unaccessible. You know, they're they're accessible enough. And what what hooks me though is the guitars. Like the leads are very. They're, they're kind of catchy. There's stuff that uh, it sticks out in the forefront, and I'm kind of a you know a riff kind of guy. So if black metal's got some cool guitar lines coming through it, then I'm instantly usually into it. And then the atmosphere is like super strong and eerie, like hypnotic, like real weird shit for the atmosphere. So I guess let's play this one and then we'll come back to it. good i enjoyed I it yeah i liked it it was good black metal with uh some uh, i heard some death metal vocals in there ish yeah death-ish. he goes all over the place yeah it was cool you know good you know riffs. some black metal really- it's like they get into it's like it might be like less uh accessible like maybe it's like more shrieky and um i don't know or there's just so many different forms of, of black metal vocals i feel like he is a lot of people could get into that you know what i mean well that's what i was going to comment on is i me personally, somebody who doesn't really like black metal, I guess it's because I don't like traditional black metal. I had noticed that the the mixing on that wasn't horrible. No. So the levels weren't all through the fucking roof and it wasn't all washed out. I could clearly hear what was going on, but it still had that ethereal like, you know, effect behind it. So I don't I don't know. I just I liked that part of it. I mean it still had the elements of black metal, but it mm-hmm. wasn't the straight, let's paint our face white. Black metal. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that too. It's like a really clear production. You can hear everything that's yeah, going on. 
Yep. It's it's not a, a mess, but yet it's dense. Like it's a really dense production. If you listen to the other songs that are out, like that one's probably the most immediate, catchy, accessible song. And then if you listen to some of the other ones like Misrule and I think Serpent Sun, similar I mean the production's the same, but it's not quite as catchy, but it still has like really cool guitar lines and shit. It just gets a little bit more spirals out of control a little bit more kind of gets more hypnotic and just like gets you in that mood and it just gets eerie and kind of you know it's really creative i guess you know it's really cool to listen to i think so you know it's one of those black metal bands that i would highly highly recommend it's the best black metal band i've heard stuff i've heard since last year like the couple of albums i liked last year i haven't heard anything this good in a while so like i said i've been holding on to it i've been wanting to play it a while and i can't wait until the rest of the album comes out because i've only heard the three songs so far but fucking love it really like it a lot i'm looking forward to it yeah so anyways let's uh let's bring on august and let's get into a little bit of macedon got august Furman back again you guys might remember him from the doom sludge episode we had a while back he had a lot of good knowledge to bring to the table and uh from what i gather you're a pretty big mastodon fan and uh i know me and shoddy are, are mastodon fans stan not so much so for whatever fucking reason you know stan's always got some <laughs> some weird ass reason to not like something or whatever but so uh, i've been listening to it shoddy i think you've been listening to it um but but we kind of wanted to hear what you have to say about it maybe first. You know, I, I've been a Mastodon fan for a while. They're just, they're my favorite band. Um, they're kind of like uh, my Parkway Drive, you know, to you guys. You know, uh, you know, they're my favorite band. It's, it's going to be hard for me to be objective about <laughs> it. But uh, I liked it. I think it's uh, better than their last two, for sure. Mm-hmm. If we're going to, are we going to rate it yet? Or Yeah, dude, what would you give it? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be bold. I'm going to give it a 9.5. Two. Damn, not bad. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed it. So you said better than the last two, and I would agree. Like I, I would say, probably yeah, best since Crack the Sky for sure. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure it helps that they use the same producer mm-hmm. as uh, when they did Crack the Sky. Brendan O'Brien, but, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I, yep. um, I don't know. I guess I didn't come up with a rating. Uh, but you know, if I, well, Crack I the Sky has always been. Well, for a long time, it was actually my favorite one. And now I kind of go back and forth. I like, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're all so fucking good. It's hard to give them ratings because they're all so different. But, um, I mean, it's for, I mean, it's for sure right. above an eight and a half. You know, and I might go nine, but I haven't listened to it enough yet. So I'll, I'll stick around there somewhere like that. What, what about you, Shadi? I would definitely agree with you. I mean, I've listened to it a considerable amount. I would say that it's probably, you know, around the eight and a half, nine range. I feel like the every time I listen to it, more and more of it grows on me. Like, I'll be honest, real quick, I'll throw this out there. I really didn't like Show Yourself at all the first time uh. I heard it. But then 
every time, you know, since I've heard it, like I forced myself to listen to it while I listened to the CD. And I mean, I mean, I can say that I don't hate it now as much as I didn't like it when I first heard it. I mean, I'll definitely listen to it. But you get what I'm saying? It's just, it's growing on me more and more mm-hmm. as I listen to it. So, I mean, there's stuff about it that I don't like, but I'll wait to voice those things. But it's definitely, you know, eight and a half, nine range. It's it's very solid work from, like you said, August, a very solid, solid band. But yeah, I'm go ahead, guys. I think that's, uh, I think that's kind of the consensus, um, just from what I've, I've heard, just, or what I've seen online, you know? It's it's just growing with the fans, I think, you know, because the Hunter and Once More, it went more to that radio friendly side. And I mean, there's some radio friendly mm-hmm. tracks on this, too. But, you know, you you get into the songs like Jaguar God. Uh, it's eons on my on my uh, vinyl, but I, Roots Remain mm, yeah. is the other one. Uh, it really goes back to that, you know, older Macedon sound. Yeah. Actually, it's funny. Roots Remain, that one was like the first song that stood out for me. It's like, uh, I guess it's that. Maybe it's the emotion behind it, or you know, it's like the, those choruses in it. It's got that really huge sound to it, but not so much mm-hmm. in the way that the hunter did it. It's like it's got the accessibility and the catchiness to it, but it's yet it's maybe a little more emotional, you know, behind it or something. I guess that's what I got from it. Yeah, absolutely. And we should probably you know touch on that too. The whole theme behind this whole uh, album is just it's pure emotion, really, with the writing and and everything with uh, the cancer and. You know the all the stuff the band went through the last few years. So I think that really paints the picture. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, I read that it was a, a seventeen-year, you know, culmination of work almost with you know the last two or three years. I mean, you know, weighing in a little bit more uh, heavily, you know, due to the passing of some family members and you know the other family members struggling with cancer. So yeah, it's that was I guess the one thing. That I so I don't want to I'm not going to I don't want to get down on the emotion part, but I guess that just the tempo of the album was a little bit slower. I feel Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, and I guess maybe that's that's my one gripe, I guess. But I mean, I, I actually said that before I had known anything about the album. So it makes sense, you know, that it's a little bit slower and it and I get the emotion now. But I mean, that was just the the one thing that I. It was just a little bit slower than some of the other stuff. And to point to what you were saying, August, about some of the more commercial, you know, sounding albums. That's actually some of the stuff that turned me on to Mastodon at the beginning. I wasn't a diehard fan, you know, when they first came out. I mean, I remember a certain school teacher of ours, you know, giving me a CD with a whale on it, and me being <laughs> like, "What the fuck is this Moby Dick? Like, I'm not trying to." listen to no Moby Dick <laughs> stories like I just didn't take it seriously like you get what I'm saying and I didn't learn to appreciate it and come back to those albums until you know some of the more commercial stuff turned me on to them yeah I yeah mean, I, that's where I really we should like just give a shout Kingdom, out to though Hondi from uh, Requiem Metal Podcast having that fucking uh yeah. having the fucking <laughs> horse uh, uh, uh what the fuck remission having the uh poster on his mm-hmm. wall when we were in high school dude that was the first time I ever seen the band and that's the first time I checked him out so so thank you to him for introducing us to, to Mastodon for sure. Yeah, there was a little fucking cardboard <laughs> sleeve with a Leviathan was handed to me. And I was like, I ripped him, ripped it to my computer and never listened to it again. And I just remember being like Moby Dick and handing it back to him. But not until after the fact, coming back to it mm-hmm. and appreciating it. But yeah, uh, fucker. That's, that's kind of how I 
got into him too. You know, I, I first heard him and I was like, oh, this is good. And then I just kind of put it away. Didn't listen to it for, you know, I was in school, busy. I just kind of put it away on the iTunes, never picked it up again. And then listened to it and I was like, holy shit, this is this yeah. is amazing. And I think that was Blood Mountain, the first one I really listened to. Yeah, that's a good starting point too. It's kind of like the gap, you know, the bridge, the bridge between the earlier and mm-hmm. then the older. So, I, I, you know, that is a kind of a cool place to start. Yep. What I was gonna, what I was gonna say too. I mean, what I guess what I really like about this one, because I'm I'm a Mastodon fan from front to back, you know. So, I like the early shit. I like the later stuff. I like the Hunter, like Once More on the Sun. But you know, I've got the favorites, and I do think that Up to Crack the Sky is their best work. And then I really like Hunter and Once Around the, Around the Sun, but you know. Maybe not as perfect, I guess. But what I like about this one the most is I feel like, and I've seen this around too, um, a lot of people kind of mentioning this, it kind of takes a little bit from most of their work, maybe minus the first um, album, and it kind of takes the best of, of each of them and, and melds it into something new, you know, and takes what they learned mm-hmm. and, and kind of the accessibility and the catchiness and songwriting from the last couple, you know, and then melds it with the Crack the Sky shit and the Blood Mountain. It comes out with what they have now. So I, I think you needed all those albums to come where, to, to get where they're at now. And it makes it for, to be such a, a good album. Yeah. It's really obvious with uh, Jaguar God mm. at the very end, it just ties it all together. And you're like, Oh wow, this is every, you know, the, the early sludge, the, the progressive stuff and just everything thrown in there. in that one song, it was, it really just exclamation point on the whole thing. Yeah, I agree. What, it was super awesome way to end it. And shoddy, like you were saying, um, yeah. you know, it's a little bit slower. Like I, I agree, you know, after the first couple, it, it gets into the more of the mid tempo, slower kind of songs. But then once you get to like Andromeda, you know, Scorpion breath and all, and, and you know, it kind of, it's cool. It picks back up the pace and it gets a little more aggressive. It's got Scott Kelly from neurosis and, I don't know. I kind of like how they add in a bit of the aggressiveness later on to keep things going like a good change of pace, I Mm -hmm. guess. That's true. But, uh, just thought one more thing I had a note on was, uh, um, uh, his vocals, you know, he's been adding in more for, I think he started on, was it the last album where he, he's really kind of started adding a lot more of his vocals in. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I would say he, he added even, you know, a lot more on this one. And, you know, Shoddy, maybe that's where you're hearing, you know, some of the softer kind of stuff because he doesn't have the aggressive vocals like the other two dudes have. But I think he adds a lot. And, and I forget, I forget too, that they have multiple, like, you know, it's not just yeah. the one person. I forget that sometimes, you know, Bron takes lead and starts singing when he's fucking playing Yeah, and that's what, I don't know, dude. Like, I think, I feel like that's where Mastodon is just head and shoulders above so many other bands. Like, dude, they have such a huge vocal attack with all of them contributing vocals and they're all so fucking good and you know if you listen if you go back and listen to each of their albums i mean that's what's grown the most is is you get each of their vocal styles and i feel like this one is the best that we've heard them vocally which added you know a lot a lot to me for sure yeah um i kind of have a little little (laughs) disagreement there the uh, the vocals are great personally i want to hear more of brent yeah i'm with you i'm with you um, on that he probably is I, my favorite vocalist also i want to hear more of brent braun i mean uh, the man he, he sounds great but it just it, i don't want to say it's a weak point it's probably the least strongest of this album is it's kind of become a lot of the troy mm-hmm. and braun show with the vocals I, I just want to hear more brent that's all i guess that's what i'm trying to say i want to hear him really well that's you what know, i love about whale you know, like yeah, that's what I love about ones. Crack the Sky, those first couple songs, whereas you just, it's the first time he started, you know, getting mm-hmm. the spotlight. And that was where I was really like, oh, this is fucking awesome. So I agree. I, I wouldn't want to hear necessarily less of Bron, but I would like to hear more of Brent. 
or something like that, I yeah. guess. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, that's probably all we have time for for that because you got a bunch of shit in this episode. But yeah, dude. No, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming back, dude. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure we'll have you some other time too because uh, we like your, you know, it's fucking way better, way better than fucking Stan. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. I hear you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, man. Hey, you guys yeah. take it easy. You too. Stay safe, August. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, same here. Same here. Have a good one, guys. All right. I think it's time for the Battle of Death Metal, Florida Death battle, Metal. Battle of the Groovy Death Metal. Yeah. Obituary versus Six Feet Under. I think we're going to start with Obituary. Self-titled. Brand new album. Stand down. Let's rate it right off the bat. Right off the bat. What is it? Okay, this could be hard for me because I'm kind of, it's kind of a versus section for me. I'm comparing the two a little bit. So, I, I, yeah, me too. Me too. Were so we supposed I'm, to do that? No, no, we don't have to. I'm just saying this oh. is where I'm coming from. So, okay. um, rating this one, eight. Yeah. I'm kind of pissed because I keep giving albums eights. <laughs> and uh, we probably sound like assholes for that, but. Yeah, we do. I, it, we we definitely but, do sound like assholes. Well, here's one reason. We pick mostly albums that we kind of like or bands we like, so... That's true. I mean, they are going to be uh, higher. It's more of a fucking discussion than a review anyways, I'll, but I'll be we just that, like to give those damn numbers. I'll be the voice of, you know, difference or reason. I'll give it a seven. Okay. I mean, on a, I could if, see a seven, but I'm going eight. See, I mean, I guess... I'm honestly trying to be objective here. I could give it an eight just because it's an obituary album and because it's the 10th one and because they've been doing it for long and they're fucking grandfathers. But at the same time, I'm trying to be objective. Like, it's just not something I'm going to listen to again, I guess. Like, I listened to it about, you know, I don't know, maybe about seven, eight times. It's a short listen. It's not bad. It's just not something I guess I'm ever going to put on again. It, you get what I'm saying? It's a little slow. I mean, it's an obituary album. I would mm-hmm. go see it live, and it would sound awesome live. I just don't know. You know, like, I, there were songs that I liked, like Betrayed, Sentenced Day, 10,000 Ways to Die. Maybe if those came up on Shuffle, 
I'd listen to it, but I'm just not going to put the album on again after listening to it. I hate to be that guy, but I think I'm going to go back and I'm shoddy. Actually, I think I'm kind of more with you. Maybe it's a seven. I don't know what I'm like. It's definitely a good album. I'm just not. It's just not in my wheelhouse. Like it's a good old school death metal, but and I pay it respect, but I just don't listen to straight old school death metal anymore. Like when we think about that, you know, the I hate to do this, but you throw cannibal out there. That's fast. That's aggressive. You know, they got fucking speed there to the roof, and then they got, you know, George is up there. It's nothing against obituary, but it almost sounds like the age is but catching up to you. You have to okay, these are where these two bands came from. This I know. they were going outside the box with that. I know, and, and I know, to do and the that's groove. What, that's why and that's why it's just I'm and that's why I'm sticking to, you know, like well, out I need of to, respect. I could have given it a higher mark. Well, here. Sorry, go ahead, Jay. I need to point something out though, because uh, you know, I think and, and that's cool. That, that's totally, you know, that's your preference. And that makes a lot of sense because what the hell does Shoddy bring every week? Tech day. <laughs> yeah. I, it, well, so, and that's, that's why I said it. I said it's not in, right. it's not in my wheelhouse anymore. Like it makes perfect sense. Like that's just, it's com- the complete opposite where I've found myself over the past year going more towards old school death metal and I love the faster shit. I love, you know, Cannibal and, the, and that kind of stuff. But um, it's fucking nice to just go and hear some old school groovy death metal for me. And uh, that's what I liked about really both of these albums is just once you've been listening to a lot of the fast stuff, just to fucking hear something that's just slower, groovy that you can lock into. You don't have to think about it. It just fucking, you know, stomps and grooves. And, you know, this one has some speed in there to break it up and uh i don't know man i I feel like when you have an obituary album you want to hear the grooves but you want them to be catchy and to be kind of you know to stick something that you can like lock into and i feel like this album has more hits on that than misses you know there's a couple misses where a couple of the songs you know they're good but you might not return to it but you know 75 percent of this album to me i'm you know i i want to re-listen to you know I, if, if i'm being completely objective i'll take a couple off that's where i'm like you know it could be between a seven and an eight but the ones that hit hit good enough for me to make it you know make it an eight for sure i, See, I would say i'm i'm exactly like down the middle between you guys like i get you guys got good points on both ends but i found this album to kind of it didn't have those riffs that just caught my attention but at the same time it's a very well put together written album if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. See, I thought it was as done I here, very well, but it didn't latch onto me for some reason. If that makes as sense. As I sit here, I have end it now stuck in my head oh, to, to yeah. echo on, you know, Jason's <laughs> catchiness of the album. And like I said, it's not, I mean, it's, it's merely a me thing. It's nothing with the album. That's no, all it is. No, but it's interesting to hear your take on it. You know, because it really isn't. Yes, you know, obituary is yeah, like, a band. You gotta like that style. I mean, they're a fucking obituary, dude. That, dude and and, and like that I is said, what I like about them. Is they're them original. Was... Whenever I hear, whenever I hear John Tardy's vocals, like it just blows my mind. It's like you don't hear that ever. I mean, they came out in what you know the mid '80s, and uh, you know you hear your copies of you know of uh, Chris Barnes and 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 you know basically every original death metal dude you hear copycats and you hear it in today's music who do you hear that sounds like john tardy that fucking wailing like it's not your traditional death it's not thrash it's just like his own weird ass thing 
And, uh, you know, obviously it wouldn't be obituary without it. I, I love that. Like, I've always liked that. It's just weird, weird vocal style, and it works so well. And it's just cool to hear it. You know, but that's on all the albums. But like you said, dude, End It Now is for sure my favorite on the album. For <laughs> sure. For sure. Like, the catchiness of it. And when he's when he's getting into the singing End It Now, and he gets into, like, that please, and he's like, gets really low. And then I want to see it up. live. I just want to see it live. guess you know what was surprised me about this album though was how like bright and uh happy i guess (laughs) a lot of it sounded like you know it's got a lot of energy to it and if you listen back to older albums like cause of death and slowly rot and all that you know you get this like weird old school death metal atmosphere and more of the you know they're going for more of the evil vibe you know and where this album it kind of just i mean there's songs on here that actually i mean they sound happy like you know you put this shit on on a is sunny day a, and it wouldn't be out of place. Is that a production? Lesson in vengeance, recording betrayed, thing or no? I mean, it's. I think it's in the keys, like in it's some major key stuff going on, like lessons in vengeance uh, okay. and betrayed. Okay. Like those ones especially stand out to me. It's like you listen to those and they kind of have this like major key kind of groove to them, which I think works. It's. I think it's what makes it kind of sound fresh to me. Like they they do they switch it up enough, you know. Like it's obituary through and through, but there's this like different thing. There's less of that like atmosphere and more of just a in your face groove with you know parts that kind of have this like upbeat feel to it but i think it works i could see maybe it maybe an old school fan wouldn't like that i i don't know i mean I like some of the yeah, major and i key? think that's kind of where i'm coming from maybe why i didn't i got kind of bored with it is because maybe i wanted the not the happy stuff that's why i mean it's a very well put together well written album you can there's no no question about that. It's good musician musicians there, but just to me, it didn't hit. Hmm. You know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Do we want to compare now? Yeah. Let's go into <laughs> the next one. So we got <laughs> six feet under torment. Drifting into a 
Ah, six feet <laughs> under. <laughs> Always uh, interesting. Listen, oh, dude, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you That's never know what you're okay. gonna. Well, okay, you always know what you're gonna get, but you also don't really know what you're gonna get. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I know. I'm not the biggest fan of them, but <laughs> okay. So who gets the win? I'll start six it feet six under feet, for sure. Really? You guys are throwing down. me off, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you tell me. Hold on, hold on. Uh, I want. I want to answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which album had the separation of flesh from bone? On I it? was waiting for someone to bring it up. <laughs> Whatever that... album had that song on it is the album that won. Okay. That... Okay. Fine. What would okay. you rate it then? What number would you give this album? So we got to, well, I guess that's what I don't know here. Six feet under is a special place in my heart. I I mean, so it's very, very hard for me and for all. I don't know what to do here. Like objectively as a musician, what do I rate it? Or what do I rate it? (laughs) Well, well, that's the thing. What would you give it? How much fucking, how much did you fucking like it? We're not trying to be dumbass critics. Like I fucking gave it an eight. If we're talking about how much I seriously liked it. It, But it's probably more along the line. And that's just because like I, I was... I guess it's been a while. I don't know how long it's been. I mean, I, I was so Crypt of the Devil came out in what, 2015, I think. I didn't really like that album and I didn't yeah, really listen neither. to it much. There might be some gems back if I went back and listened to it. But like, I guess this is the first Six Feet Under album in a long time, I guess, that I found stuff that I could like on it. But Same here. Well, I'm yeah. sorry, though. I'm cutting into your guys' shit, though. I'll give it a seven and a half. Go ahead. I'll give it, okay, for liking, it's like a nine. And then nine to a nine and a half for actual rating. <laughs> I would say probably say like an eight. Okay. I know what you guys are saying. I was thinking the same thing when, when I, even when I brought it up that we should review it, I was like, this is going to be a weird fucking album for us. Cause I mean, you either love Barnes or you don't like, yeah, you know, yep. and it's like at this point in my life, it's like nostalgic. Like I, if I hear for fucking sh- him coming through, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm happy. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is, but, you know, maybe well, it's when we fucking used to cover the songs or, like, jam that shit. It was, like, the first death metal band we ever heard, you know, but, and it brings me back or something. So, you know, I might give this thing a seven, you know, but, see, I, I have, but I'm going to play issues, it a lot, though. I have issues, though, with it not holding up to a standard that I held Barnes to musically. Yeah, I'm with you there. And then it sounded talk- like, and then it sounded like shit. Like mm. from a, a a production, those are my two gripes. I just felt like it was. Did they like tune up? Do they not? Did they not remember how to tune down? Did they completely get rid of their bassist? Do where were whoa, all the whoa, deep whoa, whoa, breakdown? Whoa. Wait, dude, I just yeah, felt like it was. I just felt like bassist. it was a little too. Like dude, the bassist head- was front and center, man. Oh, I know, but dude, he wasn't tuned down at all. Though that was my issue. I felt. Did they tune up? What? Are they playing in standard? I don't know. I just felt like sometimes, where was the deep, the deep, deep, you know, six feet under tones that I'm used to hearing? That was the only thing that I felt like the album lacked, was that deep, vibrating, you you know what I'm saying? Or no, you guys felt that. I just felt like it wasn't as deep. I thought it was heavy. I thought Barnes mm -hmm. was just raw and, I mean, maybe he doesn't have the most guttural, like guttural, but I thought he did a fantastic job. Dude, the grooves are just, just catchy felt like as they hell. were in standard at times. I, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, there's been many great death metal albums written in standard tuning. It's just I don't know. I'll I okay. thought it was heavy. Yeah. No, I know, but I just felt like it, at times it it like. Okay, I'm Barnes gonna disagree 100 percent with you, Shotty, because 
I am coming from it from the opposite. Like I really like everything that instrumentally is going on. I guess it was written by uh, the the guitarist wrote all the riffs, the guitar and bass, and then uh, and his name was uh, Jeff Huggle or something like that. And then the drummer Marco is new, Pichuzella. yeah, Marco. Yeah, and so they're both from the uh, Brain Drill, this band that um, the original formation of Brain Drill, which is a very tech type of a death metal band. Which um, Shoddy, check them out, all really fucking good. Mm-hmm. But I really liked what they brought to the table. I liked I, a standout I have written down was uh, the bassist dude. Like he throws in these fucking awesome bass fills all over. Like the second song, he's got those little like it just throws it in there like right in between riffs and shit. These little bass fills and stuff, or, or not fills, but riffs and or whatever. And uh, I thought that added a lot. But I didn't really think Barnes was fully up to par. But I think a lot of that is the production. Like why is he so low in the mix? This is a yeah, six feet no, under album. Why is he like it, under the guitars? Exactly. See, and that's what it is. I and I, I don't. I want to clarify this. I don't. The musically, I thought it was great. I just felt like there was something going on with it. Felt like the instrumental seemed like it was higher than Barnes, both in volume and then I just felt like it didn't mix well. Like you had Barnes at such a deeper level than the guitars. But yeah, I loved musically. I'll check out Brain Drill. That sounds awesome. And I really liked what they brought because I felt like it was a different six feet under than what we're used to hearing. It was more, it's more technical. Death metal. They did, yeah, it is more death metal. It isn't more. It isn't so one note with Barnes being. You know, there's more to it now. But yeah, I don't know what was going on with the fucking with the mix. I feel like at times Barnes is crackling, and it's not mm. him crackling naturally. It's like no, I don't know. It's yeah, the there's mix. something. Stan, what do you think? Because yeah. you you usually pay attention to that. I didn't actually get that whatsoever um hmm. him being a little bit lower in the mix yeah maybe but i mean i didn't think it was bad i mean if we're gonna go production wars yeah i'm gonna give that to obituary i thought that was well produced you know but yeah okay. yeah for sure no i mean i thought like i heard some range from barnes and you know i heard some like him that just him following those grooves like the separation of flesh and bone like you know <laughs> so good you know so good but yeah. he does that throughout the whole album. He like follows maybe, and you know he produced the album, so maybe he that's what he was going for. Maybe it wasn't, mm. you know. Did he? I, I went back and just for fun. I mean, I was listening to like a lot. At least you know I would pick a few songs from each Six Feet Under album, and I actually was just like, I want to hear the evolution of Barnes's vocals, you know. So I went back to Cannibal first song, first album up until uh, the Bleeding, which is really actually pretty damn interesting if you go and listen through them all, and. uh like, I think on The Haunted, I mean, that's my favorite Six Feet Under album still. And I think he does sound best on that. But it's like you hear him go through these different phases and you hear some of those middle albums and stuff like Bringer of Blood and, you know, some of those albums. He's so high in the mix. It's like his vocals are like what you're hearing. And um, yeah, and Haunted, I feel like you listen to, if you go and listen to Haunted and then put on this album and compare vocals, you hear him on that really giving it his all and like you'll hear these different fluctuations in his voice where it's like he, he drives in this energy and I don't know, there's a little something extra to it where on this one, I didn't get it as much. I think it was solid, but if I'm giving, you know, compared to normal standards of his that I would want to hear, I just didn't hear it all and it might be the mix. Like I might not have gotten to hear it because I thought it was lower, but I still thought it was great. I still thought it was solid. It's just, it's why I'm not giving it a little higher rating. I feel like if you up him in the mix and maybe if he, I don't know, like he might've needed to do something more. I'm not sure. I couldn't like put my finger on it, but 
I think you have to listen to the some of the older ones and compare it directly and to see what I mean, you know? Well, what were the highlights? Because yeah. for me, like you said, separation uh, of flesh yeah, and bone for sure. That, to I me, mean, is like traditional fucking six feet under. Yeah. Like, that could have been put on True Carnage or anything before, Schizomatic or however that's pronounced. Yeah. And yeah, knife I love that through song, the dude. skull. But, I mean, really, it, it was hard for me to just figure out bloody underwear say, dude bloody underwear yeah, dude, i mean i was gonna say the whole fucking album it's really it's just if you're a fan what of is he singing under, about in that song i haven't even begun to look into the lyrics yet but when i do i'll let you know dude all i've been is it the about, sequel to i come blood like what is going on bloody underwear dude that's the best song title i've seen in a long time dude i i, I told you that i had what's it called uh the obituary song stuck in my head. It's been between that and then the separation of flesh and bone. Just goes back and forth between those two songs. Okay, last question. Where do you place it in the discography? Can you do it? Ooh. Like top um, three? Yeah, I mean, well, it's definitely like higher than like fucking 13 and Crypt of <laughs> the Dead or The Devil, I'm sorry. But like, I don't, I, it'd be like maybe five or six. I mean, it's not going to be higher than Haunted, Warpath, Maximum Violence, True Carnage, or Bring Your Dust Blutes. Yeah. It won't be higher than any of those. <laughs> yeah, I'm like right with them. I mean, yeah, it's... It's best good. out of their newer shit, but you can't compare it to the yeah. old stuff. Like it's we're best definitely in the getting, last definitely five years, like yeah. best best in the last five albums or whatever. We're trending in the yeah. right I mean, direction. I mean, if anyone out there hasn't listened to them much, I mean, it's a fun band to go back and listen to their discography because you listen to band, you listen to Haunted, okay, old school death metal, groovy, obituary style stuff, but then you get into like like you said, Bring Your Blood and all that shit and True Carnage. I mean, it gets crazy. It gets so death and roll style like it, it drops a lot of the death metal and gets more like death and roll groovy like just more fun i guess and it's definitely but, that's what it is it's always to me been fun well but then you listen to like unborn and undead era with like i think that's the chimera backing band era i don't know and it's more just like metal i don't know if that's my favorite i like i kind of like the more fun goofy ass era where it's just like you can just tell it's like barnes having fun with it and but but I do think I think this one goes back to more like the death metal, you know. It's not so much death and roll. It's got the grooves, but it's not like loose and Barnes being all loose with his vocals and, 
you know, there's some albums where he's almost singing and he's, you know, he's like doing some weird shit. And uh, this one just feels more straight to me. And I kind of like that. But uh, dude, I don't I'm gonna, know, dude. <laughs> I'm going to listen to the whole fucking discography yeah. tomorrow. Because... I've been having fun, man. I've been having fun. And I mean, even going back to old Cannibal, it's like, I fucking, he's a, he's just a, he's just the best dude. He's so good. Like you got to give respect to Barnes. You know, people make fun of Barnes all the time. Fuck, Fuck off. Fuck them. Like, Fuck all dude, of them. Barnes is the shit, you know? He's made some weird decisions here and there, but dude, Barnes is awesome. They've all been good ones to me. I mean, you write a song like 420 and yeah. fucking, I mean, dude, it's just all like, dude, fucking, I, I should just stop now. I'm going to ruin the episode. <laughs> yeah, we got to tie it up. <laughs> Hacked to pieces. Go home and listen to Hacked to pieces. <laughs> Yeah, so let us know your thoughts. Uh, I'd like to hear what you guys have to think about Six Feet Under in general and this album. Where was I right? Were they was Stan and Shoddy right? Who who won the groovy old school death metal battle? I, I thought didn't it was an interesting it was comparison. Battle. Well, I mean, just interesting comparison. You know, like they both are feel, that yeah, groovy yeah, yeah. death metal, not about speed and technicality. It's all about the groove. So you know, Florida metal, just a f- fun little battle. But uh, yeah, stay tuned to listen to. Uh, this interview with Dylan Walker. If you're a fan of Full of Hell, if you're not, fucking listen to this new album. They just put out another new song, which we're going to play before this interview, and uh, it's so fucking good. If, like I said, if you're a fan of Nails or anything with the power violence, grindcore, chaotic shit, um, look for this album. Uh, like I said, Decibel gave it a nine. And, dude, Dylan was just fucking awesome. I, 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 this is one of my favorite interviews I've done in a while. He's just really, really cool, down to earth, and I felt like I could have talked to him for way longer than we did. We talked about recording with my, uh, I don't want to say it again because you guys are going to give me shit, but Kurt Ballou. <laughs> <laughs> we went into that. I couldn't help myself, so we talked about you that. And, uh, you know, we went into a little bit of the history of the band and what to expect on the new album. And I don't know. We talked about a lot of shit, so stay tuned for that. All right. I think that wraps up this episode. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. It's been another episode of Into the Combine. I am your host, Stan the Man. Jason. Shoddy. Why don't I get a fucking nickname? You Stan the Man, and then it's just fucking Jason and Shoddy. That's it? That's self-proclaimed, so give yourself one right now. It's your only chance. I don't want to. I got to think about this. I'm just going to start grunting at the end of the show. I'm going to go, dude. Oh, uh, okay. I know one for Shoddy. Slim Shoddy. Damn it. Slim Shady. No. 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 I'm signing us off. Fuck everybody. I love all the fans, but I'm not doing this anymore with these two if they're going to call me that. (laughs) It's been another episode of Into the Combine. I'm Jason. That was Slim Shady and Stan the Man. You guys stay metal.
that's a pretty badass tour you guys were just on. It was um, the Return to Roots tour. You had Max and Igor Cavalera, and then Immolation and you guys. So how how'd that go for you guys? Dude, it was a dream come. We were we were already like on cloud nine because Max and Igor wanted us to come on tour with them. Like even fucking knew who we were, you know? <laughs> right. But uh, so so it was already a dream come true. It was fine. I didn't care who else was on the tour. And then uh, I remember getting the the text from the booking agent guy saying direct is immolation, and I, I was like holy shit. So I called the uh, I called my band guys. They live like five hours away from me. They were like practice or something. And I was like, put it on speakerphone. Guess who the direct is? It's immolation. And they all just started screaming because uh, <laughs> I mean, it, like that that would that would be a bucket list band. That was like a bucket list band to tour with for sure. And uh, so it was like. Because if it couldn't get any better, you know what I mean? Right, so, man. Yeah, it was, it was fucking awesome. And everybody on the tour was was so cool. It was really like, this is this is, this is is it. Like, this is who uh, who we look up to. And they're, like, even better than I could have imagined they would have been. That kind of deal, you know? Oh, that's so awesome. And like, and we were just talking about that Immolation album on our last episode, which is super kick-ass. So it's a cool time oh, to be touring rules, with them, too. Man. Dude, fuck yeah. Those guys are like real deal lifers. I always heard they were really nice guys, but like nothing I was told does it any justice. Those guys are, I don't know. Like seriously, I just hope that when I'm their age, I'm doing exactly as they're doing because their records are still insane. And they're, I don't know, they're just like super chill, humble like hardworking dudes. No, that's so cool. That's so cool to hear too. Um, because I, I remember seeing Max wearing your, some of your guys' shirts a while back. What did he get you guys on the bill? Um, it, I mean, it was Max and Igor. I would say a little of everybody, Gloria, because we met uh, Max's son, little Igor, and and his and his fiance Aggie like years ago at a show in Florida. Didn't know who they were. Just kind of became friends with them and realized and thought it was kind of crazy. So we started hanging out at their house when we would go to Arizona where <laughs> they live. And uh, we just kind of, Max was like super into, like Igor brought him, brought us home and was like, check this band out. And he was like, this shit's crazy. And it just kind of went from there. We met Igor in London, like big Igor, and the whole family just kind of stayed in touch with us. It, okay. And they kept saying like, we'll take you on tour. We were just like, very nice of you to say, well, you know, I don't care if it doesn't ever happen. Like that's that's a crazy crazy thing i can't imagine whatever happened right right i hear you so you, you okay so i'm just actually i'm curious now you guys i know you were fans of immolation and, and you know all this kind of stuff what kind of came first for you guys was it more of like the hardcore stuff death metal or, or what got you guys into like extreme metal or just you personally if you asked everybody in the band they'd all give you different answers i know that me and spencer had kind of similar paths when we were when we were young young kids we liked a lot of punk rock my parents were super into punk so they gave me all my first punk cds which is always a cool thing to say like my mom used to go see bad brains and ramones and and all kinds of like sick shit so i was really like i was a punk and then uh in early middle school and high school the friends i made were into like metal and stuff so uh i got a little into brutal death metal like just the just the obvious subjects like six feet under and goofy shit like that right, but uh, right. kind of grew out of it didn't really have the attention span for it and uh when i found grindcore it was kind of like it was over for me for a few years that was i was just really into grind and like not just like good grind either like some like white belt style like myspace grind too you know? <laughs> okay <laughs> but uh i don't know i'd say like uh i'd say we all started probably more on the punk side of things but uh it's come full circle though which which i which i really like with the band like like at this point we're uh really back into brutal death metal but we're still listening to grind and all the weird noise stuff that we ended up liking and that's what so, i so but yeah 
No, I was gonna say that's what I was thinking too. Um, because it's just your guys' evolution is is crazy and 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 awesome. You know, you guys just you guys just put out this new song in the last EP. It's like you can definitely hear a lot more of the death metal and just more of an evolution again. So with that new song you guys just put out, uh, Deluminate, uh, is that kind of the similar? Is that like an indication of what you get on the rest of the album, or what's what's it sounding like? Well, I, I think that's like a good first first track i guess it kind of like is giving me blue balls because it, it's i feel like the song is really cool and I'm, I'm i'm really happy with it i'm happy with all of it it's cool but there's like i feel like there's like so much going on on the record that's like just like barbaric like unhinged like knuckle dragging like death grind shit that like this song is literally just like just a drop so i'm really psyched that all my friends are like this is really good but i want to show them the rest so bad Right. I feel like there there's definitely a lot more stuff going on. I mean, as there is with anything, it's 50 seconds of a record. Anybody's record, I mean, it would be hard to judge from one track. For sure. But there's there's definitely it's not all just like a full bore. Like we definitely like dialed dialed things in, like made it more over the top, but like dialed in certain other aspects of the band, but there's definitely there's a couple tracks on there that are pretty strange. We built this industrial song on the record and we have like a whole bunch of people playing on it. And I think it's uh it's pretty jarring when you hear it, but I mean, yeah, in 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 a good way. But yeah, it's it's definitely like a different different vibe than like maybe the rest of the record is. Okay, sounds like uh, kind of all over the place. I know. Um, God, I remember Spencer was talking about adding in some things like I think about like more riffs and more. You guys have just been getting more into that death metal kind of stuff, or or something like that. You know what? What made you guys kind of go this direction on this one? I think um, I think we were kind of doing our thing like years ago where we we really wanted to be kind of like there's a band from southern california called gasp gasp was like power violence like pretty not like simple format but like like power violence like punk based power violence band that was like super psychedelic and totally tripped out and really creative like beautiful crazy insane music and that was definitely like a huge influence for us for a while and still is but i think like the format of like the more punk stuff we realize might like limit us and like what we could do. Whereas maybe if you're looking through more of a death metal lens, I mean, there's just, there's just so much to challenge yourself with, you know, like from a technicality standpoint Mm -hmm. and, 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 and the riffs are more expressive. And I think Spencer wanted to challenge himself as a guitar player. So that was my Corgi. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe like, I guess I could. They might agree with me that the just the, the the metal world seemed like more of a challenge. Maybe. Okay. Not that. Not that. I'm not. I'm not talking down on like power violence as a style of music. We never really played pure power violence either. Anyway, for the record, but uh, it's just the the metal world. There's just like there's just so much, so much there to dive into, and 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 there's so much more to explore if you're presenting your band in that light you know what i mean yeah you can go like a million different directions well that's what i think so they, cool. oh go ahead yeah i was just gonna say they've been playing together now for like so many years i think they're they're just they're you know they're impressing me they're they're getting tighter and and they're pushing themselves a bit more and and we have this bass player sam he's like super into all kinds of cool metal and he just really wants things to be pushed too so i think the guys just want to see like how far they can go with like the with it you know for sure yeah no i was gonna say uh what i think is so cool about you guys too and why i'm a fan is just 
you know, you guys started with one kind of a, a style, which was already pretty, you know, different. But um, you guys have evolved and progressed, and you guys add in these different elements, seems like, with each al- album. But you do seem to kind of retain that bass, full of hell sound. Um, so is that something you guys try and do when you progress? You want to hold on to a little bit of what you had, or are you guys just kind of moving forward and not thinking? Or how, how do you guys approach that? Um, I mean, in my eyes, I would say I'm not really thinking about maintaining the core or at all but i want to you know what i mean it's just mm-hmm. kind of like maybe it's not articulated enough in my brain to be like oh we got to maintain still stay ourselves so in my head i'm not thinking about that but i'm pretty sure that's that's in spencer's mind for sure and i think i don't i, I really don't know what it is and I'm, I'm happy that you said like it still sounds like full of hell because i have old friends that have kindly been following us since the beginning and they they told me the same thing before i'm like i'm really glad that it maintains like some kind of like vibe to it that still stays us you know mm-hmm. but i'm sure that's like there's like probably like 10 little micro elements that that make it that way you know maybe like the way dave hits or just the Spencer's strumming patterns are just a little different and like you know and of course the voice is relatively still the same even if the tones change right so i'm glad it still sounds like sounds like us somehow oh yeah for sure like what about with you uh vocally was there anything you were trying to do, to do different or push yourself on this album compared to last um so when we first started recording records i really i really didn't have much of a handle on how to record vocals in the studio at all i never really thought like there was any use in like you know figuring out a technique or anything so it kind of took me a while to like figure out how to record so this one after all these times in the studio where I look back and I'm just like, man, I should have done this or that. I was just like, I just need to go totally animal style <laughs> and try to make it really over the top, like layering vocals and just like, just, I don't know. Cause, cause there's fun stuff that I'd started doing live over the past couple of years that, that I, that I really enjoyed doing just like vocally that I never did on the records. And I just, I wanted to try it out like a lot of, I don't know, just, I, I feel like it's a bit more unhinged and I tried to, I tried to change the range a lot. I was definitely going for more of like a Glenn Benton kind of vibe or, or like non so vile cryptopsy. Like nice. Those are some of my, like, yeah, like Lord Worm, Glenn Benton, some of my favorite death metal vocalists, you know? Yeah, man, that's not a bad uh, thing to try and aim for at all. Yeah. They sound like rabid animals. <laughs> so I kind of <laughs> wanted to get that vibe. That's awesome. still be man. better. Right. Yeah. No, that, that makes me actually way more, even more pumped now. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys had some uh i saw on, on the press release too some guest vocalists on there oh yeah yeah it, and that wasn't even like uh a, a master plan really we weren't like thinking about it for a long time but uh it ended up really awesome we planned ahead to have aaron turner sing on the record um he founded hydrahead isis like you know he did all these he's done all these things that have like completely changed my life as a musician mm-hmm. so and we we became friends and we started playing together, and I just thought it would be a trip to ask him, and he was totally down. And then we got uh, we got Nicole Dollenganger singing. Um, she's this pop singer from Ontario who has like the most beautiful voice ever. And uh, me and Spencer definitely have an ear for that kind of music. We just we really enjoy it. And uh, we found out that she was really into some of our peers' bands, including ours. Wow. And we just thought it would be a really weird idea to ask her to sing on the record. And maybe not even that weird, honestly, because, like, you know, the body always has uh, like accompaniment from people outside of metal as far as vocals go. And, and I always liked the female dynamic on their records. Like uh, they, they always have the assembly of light choir singing on their records. Uh, this lady, Chrissy Wolpert, she's one of my favorite singers. Um, but her voice, it adds just 
so much like emotional depth to the records compared to you know just the screaming so we we hope that maybe there would be the same uh same vibe there and it was just a cool collab because nicole's kind of popular and but to a totally different audience so it's just kind of like it's gonna be weird for people that like her to hear it and <laughs> yeah and, and vice versa and uh we also had a uh, nate newton from converge sing on the end of the record nice and we didn't even have i didn't even have a part for him specifically when he started coming to hang out at the studio i just knew i wanted him to sing and and it was so crazy because we uh we were like let's get him to sing on this in the end of the record there's this like slow build and we kind of have this like back and forth thing and his voice is so sick he just it kind of he kind of sounds like scott kelly or Mm, just like a little more snarl maybe or something but he he like totally killed it and it was really cool and then uh sorry there's a there's a whole bunch of them but uh (laughs) Our friend Andrew Nolan, uh, he was in a band that kind of like helped shape us as a band. They were called the Endless Blockade. They were from Canada, and that, they were like a power violence band with with like electronics, and they were like a huge, huge deal for us. And uh, Andy's got like Column of Heaven and another band now called Intensive Care. He's just been like a huge influence on us, kind of like a big brother. So we wanted him to sing on the record too, and he fucking killed it too. Nice. And then, uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna oh, keep yeah. going. Oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, Kurt Ballou plays on the record. Does he? Um, yeah, he like he had this crazy idea for this song that we built with Nicole on it, where he detunes this bass, like kind of like how Floor pulls the bottom string off their guitars, hmm. but it's just a detuned bass and it's like super distorted. And he plays that across the whole song, and it sounds so insanely heavy. Like he <laughs> and we wouldn't have done, we wouldn't have even thought to do that. That was to all his idea. And then Lee from the Body contributed a beat for that song so yeah i think i think i got everybody yeah sorry no. if i forgot <laughs> anyone <laughs> that sounds awesome man you mentioned uh Kirpaloo, which i actually i wanted to ask about too what made you guys go with him for this album um actually he asked us a couple times okay. over the last few years which i thought was kind of mind-blowing to me That's I, I didn't even know who he, yeah exactly i didn't think he'd even know who we were so Obviously, we know everything about God City, and we know and we know uh, Converge like huge, huge fans. Like, but we'd always recorded other places just n- for no particular reason. But when when Kurt asked, uh, we just started thinking about how cool it would be maybe if we actually like gave it a shot, you know. But uh, we met him. We met him at a festival, and he was really, really fucking nice. And I, and we started talking like through Facebook Messenger. So it just seemed like you know why not try something fresh, you know. And like a, maybe a fresh set of ears because we had tossed around the idea of going to our other favorite studio. Uh, it's called Machines with Magnets. But uh, we, we figured maybe like Kurt would be a cool eye, eye for metal. OK. So right. and, and, and it turned out to be that way. He was he was so helpful. Um, we wanted originally Spencer was like, I want him to produce the record. But I don't think he considered maybe how like heavy a role a producer would be. So because we kind of come into the studio with everything mapped out. Okay. Like really right. precisely. So what Kurt did instead was just like do the thing Kurt does best. He just kind of like very in a very cool way. Like if he thought there was some way things could be done a little differently or a little better, he would just like nudge you know any one of us. It was it was awesome. He just I feel like he gave Dave the opportunity to play at his best, and he gave me a bunch of great ideas as far as like vocal dynamics go, and, and he, he helped Spencer and. He was just awesome, and we got to hear his stories. I I, I think we're gonna record with him again for sure because he was it was fantastic. That sounds awesome. I mean, he's he's got to be my favorite 
producer. Just, I mean, you know, when you see an album with his name on it, it's like, you know, it's probably going to be pretty damn good, you know? So when I saw that he was doing your guys' album, I was, you know, definitely pretty curious, even more curious about this one. And, and like you said, I was wondering about how he pushed you guys and everything. So sounds like he kind of added a little bit to it. Yeah, I would say he added um, quite a lot, like maybe not in like, uh, like directly a hands-on way as far as like the, the playing goes, like not in a huge, huge way, but I think it was still like integral to the whole process. Right, right. Cool, man. Well, um, one other thing I was kind of curious about was a lot of, was like the noise aspect of the band. You know, that's the one part that I'm not as familiar with outside of, you know, when it's when it's done outside of extreme music and everything. So, you know, you guys have done your series of noise releases, you, you know, you integrate it into the music and everything. So where does that come from for you guys? Like what got you into it? And, and why do you guys keep that a thing for your, for your band? Um, I think what got Spencer interested in noise in his band in the first place, cause I hadn't even, I hadn't considered it for full of hell when I first joined the band. It was, he's the one that brought it to the table. And I think it was, I mean, it was absolutely inspiration from bands like Manus the Bastard and the Endless Blockade and Neurosis. It adds to, it adds so much to like the basic rock band, like setup. It, it like breaks down. I feel like it breaks down all the walls and you can add so much texture and so much atmosphere that it can completely change the game for a band. And especially a band on the extreme music spectrum, like you want to create something that's jarring and, and heavy and nasty. There, there's like no better way than, than like, you know, having access to, to analog and digital, like noises and ambience. It's it like, it's a game changer. So yeah, I mean, it's always stuck with us because, uh, it kind of like keeps the walls away. There's no, uh, there's no real boundary to the kind of atmosphere we could create with our music. If, if we have access to all of that stuff. And we're always learning more about it, you know, like learning how to efficiently kind of lace it into the music and and effectively use it live because it's kind of haphazard when I'm running around singing and I have to run over and, and feed in like a channel of, of like whatever clicks or burps mm. or or harsh wall stuff that I want to. But uh, I think we're getting better at it. <laughs> right, right. No, it's cool. So, so live, is it more, it's more spontaneous then? No, it's, I mean, it's planned out. Okay. There's a level of spontaneity to it. Of course, because some of the pedals and synths that we like to use, the whole foundation of these 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 objects is like haphazard uh, sounds. Like there's this company Trogatronic that is actually founded by a founding member of Man Is the Bastard, mm. and these 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 synths are like totally crazy. They uh, it's mostly it's it's all just knobs and buttons and switches. There's no actual keys on these synths, but uh, they generate a signal and there's labels on all the buttons and stuff saying what it does but a lot of the buttons don't act the way they're supposed to act and they just make i mean they all sound like the best way i can describe it would be like the way uh, eric wood would describe it like an insect war kind of like it just sounds like crazy space insects and it's it's totally i mean it's totally unpredictable after you work with them for a while you definitely get a vibe of like where the empty space is and where certain little tiny little like looped sound effects would come in so you you get a vibe for it but you have to use them for a while because i mean like i said completely haphazard so live it is it's a little different every night but there's definitely like in at this moment we have to swell in a harsh wall at this moment Mm. there needs to be clicks that go with this kind of breakdown that we're playing 
And at this moment, there just needs to be a full-on, like, blast all channels. And here's a sample and blah, blah, blah. So, like, we have these little set lists like every other band does. But ours, the difference is that ours, mine at least, has, like, maybe a tiny little note or two to remind me when I need to bring things in. Right. Oh, it's so, it's so interesting because that's really something I don't know much about. But I think that's amazing that you guys are able to kind of have that unique aspect of the band. But, um yeah, man, that's probably uh, probably everything I was going to ask you, though. Um, pretty pumped on this new album. Sounds like it's coming out uh, May 5th, Trumpeting Ecstasy. Yep, yep. yep. Can't wait for that. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> uh, Good luck, man, with everything coming up. I think you guys have a tour coming up uh, sometime soon or for the album, right? Yeah, we're going to hopefully we're touring Mexico before that even in May. And then uh, we're going to go to Europe and the UK in uh, in June. So I'm pretty excited. Uh, I mean, as usual, we're just going to, we just have a lot of tours planned. Right, so, right. Thankfully, this is the start of a break. So I think everybody is in full decompression mode right, yeah. right about now. <laughs> well, well, thanks for, <laughs> for taking the time even during your break, man, to do the interview. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for asking. I re- really appreciate it. It's good to talk to you. 